0: This is the Why the Last Man podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about the season one finale of Why the Last Man, episode 10, Victoria.
1: We don't have to reinvent ourselves. We don't serve Roxanne. We don't belong to anyone. This world will learn to fear us because we'll show them exactly
2: who we are.
0: Welcome back, fellow survivors, to the finale of season one of Why the Last Man on TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about episode 10, Victoria. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow survivors. I'm one of your
3: sponges, John.
2: And I am Chris. Or why am I Chris? Well, welcome I back, still haven't Chris. got that answer. Yes.
0: Well, welcome back. You weren't here last week, so why wasn't Chris here last week? <laughs> would, be, would be the question for this week. Yes.
2: The, the answer was, unfortunately, just day job. Um, yep. I was working uh, basically what was considered APAC hours, Singaporean hours. There you so go. So while everyone else uh, and my gentle giants of the podcasting world were podcasting, I was snoring in bed. <laughs>
0: excellent excellent yeah um i think john went through every time zone in the world trying to work out which time zone you were in that you couldn't join us last week but at least you're back here this week yes. and john clearly has been watching too much of the Great british bake-off because uh, he's connecting the episode titled victoria with a victoria sponge yes i am tasty yes. and <laughs> fierce Tasty and fierce. There you go. A very fierce Victoria sponge. We are going to talk about the last episode of Why the Last Man in full spoiler-filled detail, so go ahead and watch it. Make sure you've seen uh, the finale and all the episodes beforehand, because uh, we will obviously be talking about uh, everything up to the end of season one. I keep calling it season one. I'm still quite quite uh, upbeat, hoping that there will be a season two of this show. I think it ends with uh, some interesting cliffhangers and some good things for another network to pick up. But it is the final episode of Why the Last Man on FX on Hulu and star on disney plus as we get it over here so wherever it comes from next it will be different to the future
2: yes and it does leave on a bit of a cliffhanger a bit of one but i i, I think we'll get there
0: obviously yeah. as we get through the episodes but i don't think it's as big a cliffhanger as i was expecting oh no knowing it was getting to the end of the season i think it's kind of a and now they go off on their journeys and that's <laughs> that's kind of where we're left and that's fine and hopefully it does get picked up to continue the story because there's loads more story to tell um as this is the final episode of Why the Last Man, we would love if you subscribe to our podcast on our main feed on tvpodcastindustries.com. we got loads more shows to cover in 2021 and lots more to come in uh, 2022. Hopefully 2022 or 2023 will give us a second season of Why the Last Man. But if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you'll get everything that we do. Uh, Just subscribe on tvpodcastindustries.com or find us on any good or evil podcast catcher by searching TV Podcast Industries. Uh, You'll find us there and subscribe and find all the shows we're covering. I know we're covering Wheel of Time and Hawkeye just in November uh, with another couple of shows coming up uh, in December and a couple of movies coming up that we'll be covering for the rest of the year. But if you want to join us for those, you'll find them all over on TV Podcast Industries. We'd also love to hear from you uh, about Why the Last Man or any of the other shows we cover. You can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or join us over on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash industries. Guys, let's get into the discussion about the finale of Why the Last Man. yep let's get going this show once again is based on the comic book series from brian k vaughn and pia guerra with the showrunner eliza clark taking over writing duties this episode she did do the teleplay for the finale and the episode was directed by daisy von schulamair who directed episode three of this series Uh, i mentioned back in episode three that daisy von schulamair has has done uh, some episodes of of walking dead another uh, big post-apocalyptic show as well so uh, so great that she's been back on board for this finale
3: Yep, yeah, great bellwether indicator, I guess, that the showrunner is taking up writing duties for the final episode in, in uh, season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our normal kind of little, I, I guess it's a little indicator um, that,
0: uh, that, you know, the showrunner is involved. Yeah, yeah. you tend to see on shows that we haven't enjoyed the finale of a season that the showrunner hasn't been involved in the last episode. But actually if, you, if you've if you been looking at the, the uh, Twitter account for uh, Eliza Clark during the series, um, she seems to have been on set all the time and obviously was in the writer's room for every episode, so heavily involved as a showrunner for the show and been yeah. uh, really interested Interesting seeing the the behind-the-scenes work that she's done on the show and how involved she's been. So great that she's uh, written the teleplay for the finale. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Why the Last Man? Episode 10, Victoria. Sure.
3: Before the event at a family dinner, Yorick, Beth, Hero, Jennifer and Dean have a fraught meal when Yorick tries to share his new performance with his parents and sister. Failing to get the reaction he expects from Hero, he baits her by revealing she's got a new boyfriend. Making the night even more uncomfortable, Hero reveals that her new partner is already married with a baby on the way. But why would her parents be concerned when everyone knows her father's secret that he's sleeping with his teaching assistant? Jennifer abruptly ends the meal and Yorick angrily sends the drunken Hero home with Sam. In the present day, while awaiting an attack by the daughters of the Amazon on the town of Marisville, Hero learns that the government has fallen, and the president, her mother, has been killed in the insurrection. The next day, the Amazons begin their attack on the town, and they soon realise the former prisoners are ready to defend their home. While the two sides are occupied, Yorick, Dr. Mann, and Ampersand make their escape, and 355 goes to help the former prisoners. But Hero catches up with them, discovering that her brother is alive, and informs Yorick of their mother's death. She allows her sibling to escape, but does not follow. As the Battle of Marisville intensifies, Nora calls for a surrender on all sides, and her group leaves with their tails between their legs. Roxanne confronts Nora, but she stands up for herself knowing an abuser when she sees one and puts an end to Roxanne's control with a bullet to the head as the rest of the group move to support their new leader, Victoria. Meanwhile, back in Washington, Jennifer and Beth gather supplies from the Brown family home and meet up with Sam. Before they can escape the city, the culpa Ring surrounds the house and takes them into custody. Finally, Agent 355 rejoins Yorick and Dr. Mann with a new mission from the Culper Ring. They've been given supplies, a working car, and coordinates to return to 355's former handler, Fran. The group takes to the road.
0: As credits roll. <laughs> As credits roll, yes.
3: As the season ends.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um Love had the series ends at the fork in the road, the Y in the road, as uh, as the team go off to their new mission, effectively to go back and join the rejoin the culprit Ring. Very reminiscent of the opening episode where we had the camera pan back in the streets of uh, above Yarick, showing the Y in the uh, in the central streets of of the city, and now a Y in the central streets of the countryside. I, I thought that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, I saw that on, um, I saw the, the Y at the end and I was like, Oh, that looks really cool. That's a nice nod, completely forgetting that there was it in the, it, that why the other Y was in the opening episode. Yeah. And it was only when then I think it was about an hour later, I was scrolling through the old Twitterverse. And someone had literally side by side shot at it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. clever." And I threw it at you guys and I'm like, look at that's clever, isn't it? Oh. All
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean yeah, that's the same. I, I was just there as it panned up and you know got that aerial shot. I was just there looking, going, "Oh, are they going to go left or right?" I was there, I was like hedging my bets and having a bet with myself as to which way they would go. And then it was like, "Oh yeah, it's a why.
2: <laughs> Did you get it right? Did you win the bet? No. Oh, no. I know. I, I they, it when you lose to yourself. That's the worst I know <laughs> it's, it's really
3: bad, isn't it, actually? Like, yeah, they went right when um, I was thinking they were going left. because For some reason, I thought right was going to take them back to the, the silos that they'd just come from. <laughs> anyway, I thought way too much about that yes. final uh, <laughs> scene.
0: Well, let's find out what else was on your minds uh, for this episode, Chris. You didn't get to join us last week for episode nine, so you, I guess, had hopefully had the pleasure of watching both of these episodes back to back, potentially or very close together. What did you think of uh, of episode nine and episode ten?
2: Very close, twenty four hours difference. Yeah, um, absolutely loved it. Um, I, I essentially needed a, um, I, I, I I I I've said this to you guys before but I must well let the listeners know as well I especially when I when I'm doing weird time zones and I'm tired the the shows like why shows like Hawkeye coming up and like the Wheel of Time especially I have to be in a good mood because it is a it's a, f- a show that either amplifies my mood and makes me elated or I don't want to bring any dark tiredness to my shows that I'm watching so I did I delayed watching episode nine la- last week so I got to watch this one pretty much a couple of hours, about, about twenty four hours, uh, before watching the finale. So the flow was fantastic. I could ima- imagine that if this was terrestrial TV back old school cable. I could see this being the the like the two hour finale okay. of why the last man. Like you could very much do because it was in scale epic mm-hmm. because you had yeah. each episode had these major bottles um in, in the pentagon and then uh obviously in marysville mm-hmm. um so it just and they each had huge resolutions each had huge twists quote-unquote twists like just more yeah changes to the characters um but overall really enjoyed episode nine so, coming into episode 10, I was on a high. I, I thought I was like, this is going a very interesting way. H- very happy and hopeful that they're going to set up something. It, like, not the. And I, I think I said, we're le- leaving on a cliffhanger, we mentioned. Yes, it's not a cliffhanger. They tied up a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's just, they dangled some story threads in front of you. Absolutely. That you were like, Ooh, what is a culpa yeah. ring? I'm interested. The story's not over, but a, a,
0: a sizable portion of what we've learned in season one has been tied up quite well. I think. Uh, Correct. Where you were shocked as the re- as the rest of the world was when uh, Regina took a bullet to the head? Oh yeah, yeah, it <laughs> was cool. Bit of a, uh, a bit of a shocker. Uh,
2: in the- I, 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 it literally, I was convinced she was the antagonist. Uh huh. She like, and they set it up so well. Yeah. They set her up to be the the antagonist that you're you rooting to hate that you um, that you don't want all the while building Kimberly as the crazy one. <laughs> yeah. Um, to the point where at the end you're at the end of this, and we're skipping ahead slightly, but we'll talk about her later. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's who and what you are and what you're doing. Okay. Um. Very interesting. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Well, let's take it into our top points for the episode. Chris, since you weren't here last week, I think we can uh, get you to talk about your top point. And I know you want to talk about Marisville uh, in your point.
2: Yes. Uh, I will open up with the Queen is dead. Long live the Queen.
0: Pretty big moment from this episode. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so the the, the uh, I, I have to admit, um, I've been up and down on the character of Nora. In parts, she was just... I, I didn't know who she was, and I've talked about it on here, this on the show. Like, I, I wasn't connecting with the mentality that she was... Where, why she was doing things, why she was acting certain ways. So, over the course of the last few episodes... Seeing her very much... Move back into that advisory role... The woman behind the curtain um and kind of in advising a new president at this time the president's crazy. <laughs> uh well so it's very much a very standard advisory role for a president. Well, yeah. yeah. Um so seeing this happen I was like it was really good. And then seeing the connections with hero throughout this episode and then seeing the 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 revelation I suppose the crack on um we we see her kind of with her daughter. I, I I'm jumping around quite a lot because there's a lot to the story. Uh, but I think I'll separate it. Out. Let's just talk about a Nora and the Amazons, and mm-hmm. then the story of Mary. How's how's that work? From Absolutely, kind of a, a separation. So in the story of Nora, we get we see she starts to almost break again when we see the discussion with her child on the moving forward and like giving away a ring and her daughter's becoming a a woman Mm -hmm. um during that and you can see like she's slowly shedding her old self from that point where she does mention was like oh it's such a big day and the daughter goes why i I don't know it's just something we say
0: something my mother told me yeah yes exactly Absolutely, and it, and it's really interesting because it ties into Roxanne's piece of advice for her where she goes. It must be really exciting being a mother in in the, this kind of post male world. You know, your daughter hasn't doesn't have to clock in for a job every day. You know, she'll never have this. It must be exciting that you get to yeah. give her completely different guidance than every mother in the past has ever given their child. And you can see Nora kind of going. Yeah, actually, it's not that it's exciting. It's just I'd never considered that she will never have the same life that I had. Um, mm. So that moment when she learns that she's had her first period and she's becoming a woman is that moment when Nora's almost kind of going, well, now you're one of this group and now I need to readjust my expectations for this yeah, world. exactly. Yes. Which I think which I think comes across really well. God, it's Lara you... in Ireland's performance in yeah. this role has been fantastic throughout the Yes! Series, but, but she just is able to translate her thoughts directly onto her face without like saying a word, it, 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 particularly in this episode.
3: Well, that's it, and... It, it's really nicely finished off as well. Mm-hmm. Where Mackenzie says, you're sounding like Roxanne. Yeah. And it's no Roxanne sounds like me. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a great line. I mean, it, it's almost like, Oh, I wish you could have said that to Roxanne. Um, oh, uh, I- as well, just to really put her in a place in, in a sense, but it, it's that, um, it's just that wonderful. Um, realization, you know, building from her finding out Roxanne's secret that in effect, Roxanne is a complete fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the prep talk at, um, the Supermax warehouse, um, prior mm. to the inspirational speech, and Nora's just seeing Roxanne throw that away on real petty. And things, and it's only her advice that seems to be leading her to, towards this. Um, I mean, even to get to Marisville, for Nora, like we were saying last week, it's for Nora, it's about the electricity, the shelter, and the potential of provisions. For Roxanne, it's simply still actually trying to find men that pretty much don't exist. And yeah. Now, now, okay, yes. <laughs> she happened to be right here. she happened well, to be right here There was a man there but, but it's but... even just uh you know it's it's just so good and i think um the other thing i'd say about this i think this is the real power of slow burn tv and, and development because you know nora has been there right from the start and she as as you introduce this, Chris, you know, the queen is dead. Long live the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she has turned into a queen. We've seen her trials, her tribulations at her lowest moment, at her most defiant, effectively, in this episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. On, on a number of times, both the, 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 the bullet um, to the head, but also where she says... Surrender in in the battle
0: absolutely
2: exactly, and I'm gonna separate to Marysville in a second, uh but let's literally talk about the ending mm-hmm. that that shocking shocking twist. And that was technically a twist. And I'm going to
0: ask you, Chris, because we kind of uh, cottoned onto this about three or four episodes ago when we saw the title for the final episode, we went, oh, hang on a second. It's Victoria. It's the name of the episode. And clearly, Victoria is going to be the person that arrives in the last episode. So will it be Nora or will it be Roxanne that changes their name to Victoria? It was what was going through our head. Didn't say it on the podcast. Didn't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't read the comic books. What did you think coming into the episode? Knowing the episode was named Victoria, where you... Spoiled at all that it was Nora no. was going to be
2: Victoria. No, I did not connect Victoria comic book mm-hmm. with Nora or anyone else. My assumption was there was a new queen bee about to be born, and right. I like someone who was going to that. This wasn't there wasn't a, an even bigger looming threat of. An Amazonian warrior, someone new. Essentially, mm. that was my like i I assumed. I don't know what happens when you make an assumption. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> um, I thought they would just bring in that special, almost like. Do you remember when The Walking Dead brought in Negan?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: That which is last episode, bring in this big, well known, like killer person, right? To that embodies like that character we know from the comic books that who could read but who within who could chew the scenery enough in two scenes that would make everyone go oh my god we gotta find out more about this Victoria in season 2
0: okay yeah
2: that's what I thought was gonna happen
3: yeah and I I think the the reverse has been played here Mm -hmm. they've allowed the chewing of scenes to ferment and develop and gestate across the whole season with Nora. Uh, And that's what's really, really powerful. I think about it. I I think the, the only thing I wondered, but I guess it would detract from the central group of, of Yorick and Alison Mann and 355 and Ampersand, let's not forget um, Mm -hmm. Ampersand um, is, is I thought this would have been the end. It would have been the cliffhanger of effectively for non comic book uh, readers of Nora shooting Roxanne in, in the head. Okay. And I loved how that played with the camera where you didn't oh, actually yeah, beautiful. see it um, other than the barrel, but just where Nora and Roxanne line up. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to continue panning. I thought that was a really interesting choice, um,
0: and then just straight to the muzzle of the handgun. Absolutely, especially because the final lines from Roxanne are "You don't have the guts." Yeah. as she gets yeah. shot in the head. And yeah. I, I, I love it. I loved. I loved how the how it was filmed. I love seeing Roxanne fall to the bottom of the pool uh, in a real dead man drop. You know, it doesn't look. It looks like a proper stunt person did this job of falling into the pool and falling to the bottom of the pool because it looks like a dead body falling to yeah. the bottom of it, looking yeah. really, really stylish. Uh, so- you're absolutely right though, John, The this introduction of Nora across the season and building her into the character that she becomes of Victoria. If we haven't met her before for non-comic book readers, Victoria is the, is introduced as the leader of the Amazons and has her own agenda, uh, similar to Roxanne's, but, but uh, much more thought out, I suppose, in the comic books. So, introduced fully formed as the leader of this group, here we're getting so much more backstory, and I think we have a very different version of Victoria in the TV show, knowing the knowing where uh, Nora came from and developed into this character of Victoria in the TV show. So, if we do get a season two and we see this character, I think the Amazons are actually going to be quite different, but led in a similar way by somebody very strong and and who knows themselves really well because they've gone through the journey they've gone through in this
2: season. I wonder. Because I wonder does Nora also, sorry, does Victoria in a season two of this can take and continue some of that feverish Amazonian kind of rhetoric that um, that Roxanne used because it worked so well.
0: I think she takes the rhetoric that she was trying to get Roxanne to adopt. Yeah. Um, yeah. She gave that rhetoric to Roxanne. Roxanne was effectively go out and find any any man that's on the planet and we'll kill them. Uh, we'll take everything we want. We'll destroy their areas. She was rounding that into a viable strategy for leadership. And I think she could probably still use a lot of that, but also incorporate lifting up everybody around her to be the yeah. people that they Truly are rather than the people she will mould them to be like Roxanne was going to. Yeah, yeah. her a really interesting statement to everybody in the group after killing Roxanne is effectively the world will fear us because we are we will be who we are is why they will fear us not because we're forging this unrealistic version of who we want to present to the world because we are who we are.
3: Yeah, they, it's it's the honesty and integrity of what she wants to do uh-huh. uh, because you know, she makes she makes that, the, the comment, that, you know, I've made, uh, I've had a lifetime of making unreasonable men appear reasonable, mm-hmm. and in the same sense that she was doing the same thing just with Roxanne, yeah. um, and that that's no more, and it's, you know, we, we saw in the last episode as well, it, it all builds back to her having those conversations where, I I had the job, I had the family, I had the husband, I had the car, the house, um, the kids, the the great job, uh, and, and so on. And again, we hear uh, in this episode, it's almost a continuation of that, and and the correct name. Yeah, I've been, you know, it, but she's she's rational about it, and she's reasonable, at, you know. So you have it also then, you know, links back to a conversation with Mackenzie where she says well, we're going to keep loving and missing, you know, your dad and your brother. Yeah. uh, And we always will. But, you know, there's that rationality to how she is approaching it. But she's saying, in a sense, they were also a bit, you know, they were involved in that by effectively her being married to her husband and her having kids. But nonetheless, she doesn't regret any of that and yeah. you will still remember them and miss them and so on. And I think that's a really interesting um, take, actually. I think it, you know, it, it's not besmirching what she had, yeah. but she also recognizes just how much she was trying to fit in through all these different things that we're all expected to do and you know in her job by actually not speaking integrity or the truth because you're actually having to camouflage your employer mm-hmm. in this case the president to make him look reasonable
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll close on the before we move into marisville and that kind of hoo-ha that happens there um so there's one aspect which I don't. I think they they'll probably skip, which is in the comic books, the Amazonians body uh do body modification to emulate who their leader uh who had uh, and similarly also to emulate the Amazonian the original Amazonians uh in that they would um remove one of their breasts. So you basically had this warrior group band of women roaming the u.s within the comic book with one breast uh, as the the amazons and hats off to the writing team they fainted on this one they literally they did america football we all assumed roxanne was because roxanne had one breast and that was very in line with the leaders of and I you could see with the fever and the, the rhetoric that she did that you could see her request her followers to donate one of them to show the that level of strength and the, the commitment to the goal and etc etc as cultish as that was
0: yeah, I love how it was handled in the show where we, where we had Roxanne making that speech to everybody and, show, and, and connecting them to the Amazons in the past. And I think, you know, while there were initiations under Roxanne where we had Laura becoming Athena, that yeah. kind of thing, Nora... Remember last episode already ignored Athena's new name and called her Laura again. So I think under this version of Roxanne as a leader, I don't think they'll be going down the path of following the Amazon, the Amazons in history. But I love that they paid the nod to it in the writing that this is what Roxanne is trying to emulate in the yeah. past, but I don't think there will be any initiation ceremonies in the future yeah. uh, for, for any of the, the characters that will join the Daughters of Amazon. But I do think Victoria will keep on the name of the Daughters of the Amazons and will try and use that speech to inspire people. Uh, yes. Yeah. Very similar speech. To yeah, that she had definitely. Here, but, uh, but I think they won't go through the initiation side of things. If, it, if no, it yeah, go on.
2: exactly. I, think I was just thinking it was, it was quite interesting. So let's talk about um, the gun battle.
0: Absolutely. Gunfight at the OK Marisville, I guess. Yeah. I guess yeah. so, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Oh yeah. damn, I should have still sold on that one. Um yeah, it that was interesting. I it was not expecting the level of I don't know why out there. I don't, I it suddenly perked me up in that mm-hmm. it was a proper western gunfight. Yeah. They literally they sauntered or cantered into town. Mm-hmm. On their horses. And you could see Victoria slash Nora, back Nora back then. Eyeing and seeing and that they're looking up to the thing. They go, like, oh, there's going to be a sniper there in a second.
0: But that's exactly Anora is. She, she's checking all angles all the way through. And I love how that was filmed just to show you once again on the face of Marin Ireland. She is taking in everything around her to make her decisions. Whereas Roxana's there going, Oh, we'll give you a head start getting out of town, you know, <laughs> as if it's a foregone conclusion. She's going to win this battle. Um, but you're absolutely right. It did like, I really was expecting, you know, the, uh, the Clint Eastwood music playing from uh, man with no name, uh, but a uh, Sergio Leone playing over the top of that uh, of that battle because it really felt like a Western moment. It was really obvious, of course, but I really loved seeing that they were completely prepared to defend this town from anybody yeah. coming into attack. They absolutely knew that this would be an attractive proposition for anybody uh, around. You know, a town with. With running water, um, with uh, with electricity running, look at the shops they had available. They had a pawn shop, they had a gun shop right there on their main street. They have I, access to all the food yeah. that's around. Um, so they were fully prepared for this. And it just took a nod from their leader, and everybody starts getting ready into their positions. Well, it was that? I loved that little
3: western touch with them coming down the main street on the horses, mm-hmm. uh, but then the camera. In this case, panning through the, um, the, the grocery store, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was, um, it was like a DIY store and then the gun store. And you just knew, um, you know, how the guns that were, were going to you know, come out and, and it was just going to be a really good firefight. And absolutely.
0: yeah, I mean, I, I loved this. Um, absolutely. And one of the elements I really loved was seeing Nora plan. The attack to begin with, you have had yeah. Roxanne standing over to the side, going, "Oh, we can handle a bunch of soccer moms; it'll all be grand." Nora kind of going, "Right, what we need to do is bring everybody in, make it look like we have more numbers than we do, drag them into the middle of the street so that they can't run away, and then if we need to get away, we have horses, so we'll get out of there." Roxanne had no plan to get in and out; her plan was just to take this town from the soccer moms. And then she gives a little, uh, a little dig at uh, at Nora, checking to see if Mackenzie played soccer when she was when she was younger. A little dig at, at Nora, but. What you do get are some great moments, the great Western moments. I love the, uh, the gunshot that, that, uh, takes one of the Amazons off, um, dragging down the street, hanging onto the back of their horse. Uh, yeah. By, by, by the rope. Uh, that shot from 355, taking out one of the, uh, one of the Amazons who was trying to, uh, trying to shoot one of the prisoners. That shot through the head from 355 that knocks her off the side of the building. Proper, yeah. proper Western yeah. stunt there it was really cool.
3: I, I also loved, um, 355 with the you know the the feigning the the damsel in distress Mm -hmm. and like and that she injured herself and then the other gunshot that i thought was really clever i loved it was where she fired into the dirt in in front of the horse Mm -hmm. to make it rear up and, and take out and, and knock off effectively one of the daughters of the Amazon um, off the off the saddle. Yeah. I thought that was just superb. It, it, it's really. those moments, isn't it, where you kind of go, "Oh well, you know, if if this really happened, I, I think I've got two now. One is absolutely, most definitely, you know, well, if there's people on horseback don't necessarily shoot um, at the horse or indeed the rider, but into the turf mm-hmm. by their hooves, you know." Good to know, and the yeah. other one, and the other one is, however unlikely, if zombies uh, do arrive, then use a duvet cover to smother them. Um, you know, great thing from uh, Dead Set, uh, <laughs> which I was like, that's so clever that's and so they low tech. Bite you, yeah. and
0: uh, you can cover them over and get away while they're uh, in the duvet. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good TV learning, John. <laughs>
3: it, it really is. Um. So, and um, but
2: you know, it's... I just have this vision of the old school GI Joe. The more you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I love that with three fifty five, um, as, as well. Coming coming into the fray, you know, sort of just feigning everything, really using her skills, right. and, and you know, from as you say that sniper shot, um, to to take one of the Amazons uh, f- off, um well take take them out and and also just the the plan um you know to get yorick allison man and ampersand out the way and effectively pretend that one of the men were is yorick effectively is the person
0: that they're searching for uh really um good Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really, really cool. Uh, the, I suppose the other thing as well is that with Nora's plan of getting them out in the street, I like that the, uh, the former prisoners have turned that into a kill zone effectively. That's why they're all trying to get on top of the buildings so that they can shoot directly down on the Amazons as they're coming in. I love the strategy, I suppose, of the two sides of the attack. That moment when Nora realizes it's all going bad, she's looking around and seeing all the girls that were partying the previous night in the swimming pool, effectively, all a lot of them shot. Some of them carrying under tables, not knowing what they've uh, what they've got themselves into, because they were not an attack force. You know, these no. were yeah. these were ladies that were abused by their partners and were in a, a home three weeks ago uh, to try and get over the the uh, abuses of their past. Effectively, now they're being thrown guns and being told they can walk into a town and take everybody on without really, you know, other than a little bit of shooting practice. Very little strategy given to them, very little help given to them, and Nora's just going, Right, that's it, surrender, and let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, And I love that, yeah, the reaction is, Well, once they say surrender, we can't, we have to stop shooting, right? Okay, everybody stop right now, it's over.
3: But I think the former inmates, like, of Marisville, it's just really good, you know. I, I'm surprised that they just didn't wipe out um, yeah. <laughs> all, all, all of them, to be honest. You know, Roxanne, as I say, out of her depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, by extension, so were the daughters of the Amazon. You know, they met shock and awe of this planned defense. Yeah. Um, and in, in, in fairness, the, the the leader of, of these women did say you have no idea who you're dealing with you mm-hmm. know there was fair warning but at the same time there was fair well they've surrendered you know yeah. it it was um it was just really
0: Nicely done! Absolutely. I think. Did anybody notice the uh, the little smile creeping across three five five's face as Roxanne is blasting every bullet out of her gun, walking towards her? Yeah, three five five hadn't even moved from behind her shelter at all. She was fully protected by that stone ballard. and the smile starts to come across her face, and it looks like she's counting the bullets. She's like, okay, she has she has a six shooter or a ten shooter. She shot eight bullets right now. Shot a couple of bullets beforehand. As she gets closer, <laughs> and you can see she's running out of bullets. With absolutely no cover, and you see three fifty five about to stand up and kill her. She's effectively just counted, up, counted down, waited for Roxanne to get close enough, and then is about to kill yeah. her because she's run out of bullets. I just love how that's played again in silence. It's a really, really good scene. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's effectively what drives Roxanne crazy, and and to go off and uh, and confront Nora uh to her uh well, very big detriment, uh, I guess, uh, at the end of the episode. So uh, we have lost. Um, missy pile from the show and we've lost uh we've lost roxanne but i think overall making uh, uh creating this victoria character has been a, a great journey across the season. so excellent yeah. point, chris as i said the
2: queen is dead long live the queen
0: there you go that i think is that your the first point uh, for the episode john do you want to give us our second major point from the episode what do you want to talk about
2: uh it is
3: the meal from hell I I guess we've all had one of those family meals where it all just gets a little too fraught mm-hmm. and tense for whatever reason it might be and i like I really like this um sort of working its way through this episode, yeah, and like to your point, Chris, of you know watching them back to back, it's almost like a two hour finale, yeah then like that's right at the start it's just this nice little diversion Uh but one that kind of takes in everything from the season in in terms of the the relationship between yorick hero jennifer and dean their father Uh, and, and and indeed you know the friends of the family with beth and with with sam so it it doesn't necessarily start off fraught and tense, with the exception that hero would seem to be having a liquid dinner rather than uh, any solids <laughs> uh-huh. um so possibly I guess it's flagged to the the brown family for sure that things you know might not be quite so genteel and so on but you know we 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 see here Beth talking about different forms of government like that. Yeah, uh, you 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 get that notion then of why she was involved with the insurrectionists, yeah. um,
0: and, and going after uh, the White House. I really like that because even even uh, Yarick and and Hero's father is kind of turning red to Jennifer going. Um, do you, are you going to stand for that kind <laughs> of? It's like you, you stand yeah. on a very traditional platform of uh, of the voting system and the way it works, and she's talking about completely alternative forms of government here right in front of you, uh, which I really like because it plays in later on. To those two characters being together, definitely.
3: We we have the, um, I, I guess, a bit like most of Yorick's magical performances. At least his teaching of magic, his description of his shoebox ultimately gets undone and falls flat because he's not including Hero, and Hero. You know decides to just really sort of begin to string him along and yep. and and how you know why am I not in there you know you've talked about dad, dad you've talked about mom, and but I'm not there what's wrong with that you know and and baits him with um oh it's it's just about the straight white cis guy whose mother is in Congress mm-hmm. you know which then. <sighs> Brings up the back of Yorick, who you know counters with the bait, um, where it it ultimately makes the meal even more uncomfortable, um, as he throws the you know the dating curveball of, of Hero, Absolutely. and it's just that Hero tells everything because of the thing that's stirring everyone in the face, which is Jennifer's husband, Dean. Uh, and who you know it's nice little touch just seeing him on the phone off to one side and what have you um where she ultimately it becomes honest um and 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 says well his name's mike i've met him It. He's married. They're about to have a baby. Yeah. And that's basically why you haven't seen him because I'm dating
0: a married guy. Yeah. And love that from Jennifer. She's kind of like, I he's married, but is he getting a divorce? And she's like, no, no, no. He's married and he's got a kid in the way. Their, their relationship's going great. I'm just dating him. <laughs> you know, um, did it like this does feel like a family? fight at a dinner definitely definitely. as you mentioned john i think everybody's had those uncomfortable ones especially out at dinner when uh particularly when there's a mother in the around that table going oh i really just wanted this night to go well and suddenly you're all at each other but one thing that comes across really well in this family unit uh is the two kids trying to one-up each other right yeah so that's definitely my family i have four older brothers and myself all trying to one-up each other yep if you if you dig one one of them you'll be dug back or they'll dig at another brother and then everybody kind of goes around in a circle at the table really uh, digging at each other and completely embarrassing the parents does the context of this dinner happening where it does at the end of the season here work work better for you after knowing hero's experience of this family and that conversation that was had with roxanne earlier on in the season about thinking about all of those times you're dealing with your brother and your father and how they would have put you down when you weren't in the room does that does that add context to this dinner for you
3: well i i i definitely think so and it it's around two main points of the family dinner and um, first of all it it's just that everything blows up about yeah. um her father's affair mm-hmm. but it's how she responds to that when she's the one effectively with all the eyes on her and being castigated um for for dating a married man, which is, well, why, why shouldn't I say it? Um, you know, why are we all protecting Dean's secrets? You know, your Mm -hmm. secrets. And it connects in to actually where she's being asked to talk about her family in the, the supermarket by Roxanne about, well, did they ever have you back? And we actually get, um, her speaking to, her dad and to Yorick saying, you never have my back and neither do you, Yorick. It's that echo of that conversation yeah. that she had with the, um, the, the, the women and led and forced by Roxanne uh, at the Price Max, which I, I thought was really, really good. Absolutely. And the other big one is because of the way the conversation has turned, because Jennifer's the, the Congresswoman, um, she says, "Oh, I've got to go." Um, you know, it's kind of, I'm not going to do it in this restaurant where I come regularly and people know who I am. Uh, I've got work to do. I'm about to go off. Yeah. Um, and but it's the whisper into hero's ear that we never hear Mm -hmm. we don't know what she said to her um and it's that word that to me just feels connected to why she doesn't particularly want to rush back to um her her mom at the white house with sam at at that time so there's some really nice elements here really intimate elements that that connect in with the previous episodes and the the actions of 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 the characters which i thought was um really just superb to be honest even post meal sam coming up to hero and the complexities around their friendship relationship um and you know here's quite honest saying I made a mess. Um, But you you get a really, I I thought it was just really cute with Sam kind of doing mini kisses with his fingers on her cheek to to kind of say, you know, and then giving her the hug. And so it it really kind of nicely encapsulates everything from the season based around the family meal of the Brown family um, and their relationships pre- Event it really encapsulates it uh, really nicely. I thought, um, and I, I thought this was superb uh, bit of writing and connecting through this these scenes and um, in this episode. Yeah. and it even connects in within the episode because it's spaced out uh, between these because you you know you, you get thrown into this moment where it all blows up and hero has a moment, but you. It 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 connects from where Hero and Nora are having that conversation by the pool after she's learnt of her mother passing yeah, away, yeah. Uh, and it the, I I just thought it was really nicely threaded through this episode yeah. and just how it threaded back uh, across uh, the actions and, and the events of the previous nine episodes as well
0: absolutely and you know one thing i really appreciate here i watched five seasons of lost i really do actually enjoy seeing flashbacks spread throughout an episode but i'm glad they didn't do that swoosh kind of noise uh, telling you now we're back in present day or now we're back <laughs> in a certain location yeah there's a great moment where again things are kicking off and you hear jennifer going effectively going you're doing this in front of in front of beth you're embarrassing us in front of beth stop kind of thing this needs to calm down and then you cut to beth and jennifer in the house beth effectively is holding jennifer hostage and the two of them are on opposite sides of this yeah. new battle that's suddenly raging i just love how it just seamlessly trans transitions from those two characters back then to to where they are now uh just simply in a scene change, not in a whoosh. Pay attention to this kind of thing. Well, oh, that was really good. Uh, I, it probably doesn't matter, but uh, it's not underlined here. But it feels like this is the last time these six characters were together before yes. the attack. Yeah. I know we see the text messages going on with the with the teacher's assistant. The kids don't know that their parents are getting divorced because they were keeping that under wraps. So, uh, so I guess those text messages are coming in from. Uh, from Dean's partner who he's now staying with effectively. Um, But from my understanding, it could be still a few weeks before the event because uh, Yark's hair grows out and he has his beard and all that kind of stuff when the event happens. But um, he looks a little bit different. But I feel like from this point onwards, Hero is no longer connecting with the whole family. Yeah. She does meet up with Yark and she does have interactions with him and they have phone calls Back and forth, but it feels like this is the last dinner of this six person family.
2: Yeah, a- absolutely. I'm taking a two to three month time to, time zone here um, around that because that's when Yarick's face facial hair grows. It's it's it just in terms of all the the points. Yeah, the, the, See, the I'm, Dad, I'm just,
0: I'm just trying to remember whether Yarick had the beard when he was proposing to to uh, to Beth because. He obviously stays in the house for a couple of months, and now we're almost ninety days into the apocalypse, so he has his his scraggly beard. But I cannot remember in that opening episode, in those opening scenes, when he proposes to Beth whether he had. I
3: think he may babies. have has
0: heavy stubble. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a clean shaven or, or at least a little a little bit stubbly. But, uh, I, but not, I just not so it would be months from.
2: This no, point. no, I'd yeah. say it, it's at least one to two months because the connection yard goes off to hero to ask for money. Mm-hmm. Is the the key? That's the differentiator because she like you don't do that two days, three days, a week after you do that like a month or so after. You do it with your family, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We shouldn't. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the 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 bit I love and the bit I just find the most interesting from this whole scene is they still have not told us what Jennifer said to Hero. Yeah. Exactly. And this has been an ongoing like, mothers say stuff, they don't mean it, mm. like, this has been said and it's like, like no, and like it's been teased I was expecting like like the silence and then like a, a cut to like right up, you know, that kind of you always have that, this, like someone's whispering and then they cut right to the mouth and the ear and right. that you hear the very faint whisper of what right. they're actually saying my assumption is it's something alongs you are my ultimate disappointment. Or something, it's kind of the inference here.
0: Right, and, and I wonder whether there would be any line specifically that would make enough sense for everybody to understand why Hero is so unwilling to go and see her mother. Like, we, we know she whispered something to her in her ear and it was enough for the character of Hero to go, I don't ever want to spend any time with this woman, even in this post-apocalyptic world. She said this to me, she meant it, I don't want to spend any time with her. Our relationship is over. So I don't know whether you could actually write a line that would mean enough to the audience to... to
2: The disappointment. To I think the disappointment. It, mi- it might,
0: they- but you'd still got to go, get over it. Like everybody keeps telling Hero over, over and over again, get over it. It's apocalyptic times. Go <laughs> to your mother.
2: It, it
3: could be simply um jennifer saying i already know and we're getting a divorce it, it could have been that
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah okay
3: you know don't tell yorick um yeah. or you know are you happy now or whatever it might be Um it it, it could even be that yeah um, that's true to i guess in a sense of it's almost like a I don't know whether this is the right word but whether it is almost a bit like a shaming mechanism you shouldn't have heard it in public like this and um, just so you know I know and
2: or it's, it's all your fault you know Wow, oh. <laughs> no, well I yeah, don't no,
3: So I you know it it could be it could be something like that which potentially is why she's not wanting to go back because yeah. she's got that guilt um of having done what they did um
2: I wonder if we get that, if that's a season two. I,
0: I wonder, they, they may spend more time on it in, in there. I'm I'm just not too sure I need any more than's in this episode because there is, I, I suppose, can I bring in a, another couple of elements into the story of Hero in the episode, if you don't mind, after the... After how the, dare uh, you? How, how, um, how, yes, I can't believe it. After the build. So, Some other stuff. As you say, that moment when Hero thinks... That her mother's dead um, comes into the episode she's been told that there was an attack on the Pentagon government's now fallen president was shot in the head uh, uh, there's the a yeah. very specific comment made the insurgents come in they shot the president she's dead they don't say that it was the newly crowned President Oliver who uh, lasted all of 20 minutes uh, if she even was <laughs> crowned president Um but hero thinks it's her mother and had and rightfully is going, well, that's it. That's the end of that relationship. It's, it's gone now. Um, there's no more. I can't go and see her or there's no more. I'll decide to go and see her in a few weeks time or anything like that. That's it over. And she has those moments of reminiscence with Nora, where she's saying, you know, Yarek had a 30 second vetting process. I had nine hours in a room with a guy when, when she was being vetted to become vice president to the president. Um, why did he get away that way? So the relationship isn't mended, but Hira now believes that that part of their, of her struggle doesn't need to be overcome now. She doesn't need to go and see her mother now. She doesn't need to push towards Washington yeah. and go and yeah. visit her mother because she believes her mother's dead. And I think it's really interesting when we cut to Yarick and his reaction to the loss of his mother. And I have to say, best moment from Betisnetzer for the entire season is his moment where he's crying on the floor. It feels really visceral, a visceral and really a powerful moment when he feels like he's lost his, his mother. And he says, and my sister's brainwashed and joined and has joined a cult, which I think is again, Yorick's impression of what's going on. What I think has happened in this episode when we put everything together from what was happening at the meal from what we've been told about how Hera's been treated and how she agrees she's been treated by her family is Hera's now found her place in the world. Something that she never had before. That's why she was throwing herself into the arms of married men. That's why she was drinking to excess all the time. That's why she had her problems with her family and why she lashed out at everybody around her was because she hadn't found a place in the world where she belonged. Yes, Roxanne, not a great person. She's (laughs) now at least aligned herself with Nora and aligned herself with the... Other women who've been treated the way they have in the world, and she's found somewhere she belongs now.
3: Yeah, and, and the, that's... Reaction,
0: the reaction from Yarek is she's been brainwashed and joined a cult. Well, she hasn't been brainwashed and joined a cult, she's actually found a group of people that treat her with respect and, that's... and want to be around. Yeah, her.
3: And, and that is, that's, to me, would be the really interesting season two or three or wherever it fits in it, yeah. it is that idea is that she has made this choice uh, on the assumption that her mother is dead she's made the choice to align with um with with Nora Um, you know, we see that after Nora has become Victoria and Mm -hmm. shooting Roxanne. She's the one that stands with her as the other girls, at least initially, have their guns turned on Nora. Yeah. Yeah. And so,
0: but it's a a real shocking moment for them because they're kind of going, what do we do now? Hang on a second. Our leader would have told us to kill her. What do we do now? And then, as Hero joins her, everybody else turns. Yeah, it it it's also the fact that you know Hero
3: and and Victoria now are absolutely intimately linked in that Nora knows anyway who her mother was, yep. and Hero has also said that her brother is still alive to yep. to Victoria. She's given that huge you know piece of information uh, to her, and it's, can Can this new arrangement live up to the expectations given how it was forged for Hero in that sense? I think that has some
0: huge amounts of possibilities there. It does. And interestingly, it also may not need to be in the next season. No, exactly. What I like about this ending for it is that kind of moment of Victoria saying, here we are we stand together, we'll show the world how powerful we are. And it feels like a closing out of the story of The Daughters of the Amazon. In a way, this is who we are and this is how we set up. And if we never see them again, which I don't want to, I want to see them in season two, but if we never see them them again, you would just get the impression that now in the lands of America, there is this group of women who have forged a new bond together and are are going to be living whatever way they're going to whatever yeah. they're going to be living. They're going to be living together and and uh and working together in a different way starting again from scratch. And I kind of I kinda of like how that's laid out in these in this episode here where it's not we're now on a mission to get Yark. Victoria doesn't seem to care that yark's still alive other no. than how it affects Hero. Yes. Which I love. It is my brother's still alive. Are you okay? And that's it. That's kind of the end of it. There's no yeah. mission at the end of it that that Victoria is now going to get everybody together and we're all going to chase down Yorick we know his last position there's none of that as a cliffhanger no. for the season this is the story of how Nora became Victoria and the leader of this group of Amazons which I really like I think that's a, a great kind of ending point for that arc I, I definitely agree yeah anything else on Hero from the episode John that you want to talk about
3: no um, I think uh, the the plates can be taken away from the table and uh, the, the, the bill pays yeah <laughs>
0: I like that. Well done. That's a pretty good job. Oh, thank you. Um Derek, what's your top moment? <laughs> um, I'm gonna just talk about the Culpa Ring uh in this episode because the Culpa you, Ring What is the
2: Culpa Ring? Who are the Culpa Ring? <laughs> are you a Culpa Ring?
0: We don't know anything about the culpa ring uh, in the show. <laughs> uh, we don't, we know a fair bit about them, to be honest. Uh, 355 has been a member. She was recruited by a character called Fran. Um, she met up with, uh, with Agent 525. I know last week we were st- struggling really hard because we saw Fran's name in the credits and we saw Agent 525 in the, in the, uh, in the credits and we were trying to piece them together. So here we go. The culpa ring that we know right now, 355. We know Fran, her handler, who was the person that recruited her from the orphanage. And we know Agent 525, who was the person that she met when she took a detour from Boston. Right. So 525, it looks like did actually meet up with Fran, even though 355 didn't. They then left a tracker in the village of Marisville, giving 355 a way out of that, of that town. And a mission to go back and join back up with this new version of the Culper Ring, it seems, led by Fran and and 525. Really interesting because um, it looks like they've been watching Three Fifty Five the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, That was was a really interesting moment where we have uh, Dr. Mann effectively being uh, Five's sandbag to keep her sleeping and give her a a good night's sleep. Loved Loved that moment. Yeah, me too. Absolutely great. Uh, Really, really, uh, just a lovely moment between the two of them and and, keeping those characters even closer uh, than they have been in the past. And then she wakes up in the morning and sees this flashing beacon. Uh, I was completely confused to begin with, because we saw that beacon last episode being smashed in the river and I was going, but did she have another beacon? (laughs) But yes, they broke into her house and left the beacon there saying, follow this to its connector. And when you get there, there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be a a new mission waiting for her. So she found a car, they found medical equipment so that, um, Dr. Mann can continue her research on Yarrick while they're on their way. It's what it looks like yeah. uh, to going back to the Culper Ring. Um, they have their new purpose and they have their their coordinates to get back there. So I, I, I kind of liked that tying back in of the Culper Ring and the fact that we don't know much about them and we don't know whether they are nefarious. We don't know how nefarious they are. We don't know whether they're good or bad, effectively. Um, but we know that 355 has a connection with them. So I thought that was really interesting.
2: 100%. Like the... the uh well, I'll make my joke first, which is... Do you think Fran was named after a nanny called Fran? Fran Jusher? Remember? The nanny? Oh, I do. And yes. a nanny called Fran! <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there you um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come on. That was giggle-worthy, at least. It was. Thank you. I, thank you.
3: I'm giggling.
2: Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, no, so with this, I... They, they buried the lead with the the, 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 the tracker... On the the windowsill, because we had just seen her go and drop and smash her one, mm-hmm. and we have seen three fifty five wake up in the middle of the town, sleepwalk, dream, hallucinate. We've mm-hmm. seen all these things. So I was like, "So did she hallucinate throwing out the right?" Was that what the story was?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And it was like. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Someone jo- Like, all it would have taken was a shadowy figure shot. A three-second shadowy figure tr- shot outside their window.
0: I even wonder if you just take out the scene of her smashing the tracker. Would it have worked just as well? <laughs> because now it makes no sense that she smashed the tracker and they just replaced it the next day uh, well, no, with so a new tracker. There's um,
2: two trackers. The trackers are paired. So yeah. her tracker was them tracking being able to track her and she did the, the one they just gave her the new one was linked to the, the car
0: yeah i think they could have explained it away much easier if they just put her paired tracker that she left back in the in boston with 525 if they just put that in the car that would have just simply explained it that's <laughs> a very that's easy one. Yeah, okay, yeah, you know, that that's rather than having to replace two different trackers <laughs> it would have been a pretty straightforward way to compare the two of them. Um so having that scene yes, a little bit confusing. Also the fact that it's that she's finding this tracker and the gunshots are going off in town, warning that uh the attack is coming in from the from the dot of the Amazon. Um, all of that happening at the same time means that you may miss that it's a different tracker coming yeah. in. And at the end of the day, yeah. you could have easily solved in a little bit of writing and a little bit of editing of the of the episode. So it just made a little bit more linear sense.
3: It's not about linear time, though,
0: is it, Derek? It's not it's points timey,
3: along the road. It should be more true.
0: like an ocean. It should be more like an ocean, absolutely. One tiny complaint I have, though, is about the gunshots going off in the centre of the ten and the gunshots that Allison and uh, 355 uh, hear. Did you notice <laughs> that the two of them are yep. different? So the timing yep. of the ones in the centre of the ten are bang, bang. And the ones they hear are bang, bang. I'm going, but why couldn't you just have the same gunshots that they woke up at the gunshots to wake everybody up in the town? Speed of sound. Exactly. I was going, <laughs> very it's, it's the
2: distance. It's the, the spreading of the, t- the from the, Like, you know someone's going to go, well, actually, and push their glasses up in their face and go professor on us and write out the speed of sound and the distance from the center of town and all that. Yeah,
0: that's basically what John just did though, Chris. Uh, so I know. But I don't know you're a <laughs> but thank you, John, uh, for your scientific <laughs> explanation of why it sounded differently in that house and Why, why, why not? Um, but anyway, get back to the Culper Ring. Get back to this this wrap up of the episode because the other part of the Culper Ring is is the other quite big part. We we talked a little bit about about Beth and Jennifer going back to the Brown household to collect and collect some supplies, uh, ho- hull up for the night before they go out at night and and leave on the search for Yarick, effectively. We mentioned that last episode that yeah. we could potentially have all of these groups converging together as all the information feeds through them and, uh, and they go out there. Interesting that Jennifer's kind of going, I don't know where he is. I, I have one last communication from him to say, uh, to say roughly where he was, which was before they got to Boston, if I remember right. That was the last connection that they had to Jennifer. Um, yeah. And she doesn't know where he is at all from that point onwards. So Beth is now really frustrated with Jennifer. Um And then... Uh, Sam turns up at
2: yeah, Jennifer Brown's house he yeah. went looking for her
0: so I understand Sam was on the way to Washington that was always what he wanted to do he always wanted to go, to, uh, go and meet Jennifer but again just a little bit of explanation for why he would be there maybe just as a film a, a, a scene filmed of him going to the pentagon and seeing it falling or him seeing some footage of it on tv which i don't know whether it exists anymore or not but but some kind of idea that maybe he might want to go and check jennifer brown's house because it feels like it would be very unlikely for him to walk to her house and arrive there that particular day after the attack on the pentagon looking for jennifer unless he'd seen some news maybe maybe we can just say that's what it is he saw some news Say yeah. there was attacked at the pentagon, and he tried to check there to see if Jennifer was still alive. Yeah, exactly. Or he
3: he went there, saw what was happening, and so the next point is her, their their family home. And yeah. um, but I I was really pleased that um, Sam w- was in this Absolutely. final uh, episode. You know, with in in respect to the the flashback, and also here mm-hmm. uh, as well at this moment. I guess he wished he. would probably stayed with um the high school principal at this stage given that um the you know he he has noticed the van and then they're surrounded we don't know who by we it could have been the insurgents and then it's we see them in in a room with um the culpa ring of fran and 525 agent 525 Mm -hmm. uh looking uh at in the holding area. Uh, but Sam looks like he uh potentially has already kind of been interrogated to some yeah. degree. Um because now I know when he met up with Jennifer and Beth it was night time. So maybe I just didn't spot him, but yeah. it. But it looked like he had maybe a bit of roughing up at the hands of uh
0: five two five. Maybe. Potentially. Yeah maybe. Maybe it was on the way into the into the car. I, I was, yeah, I was kind of surprised because you're you're right. I was totally expecting it was the the insurgents had tracked Jennifer down to well her home. Where would she go if she left? Uh, if she left the Pentagon, go to her home. Yeah, I think I think that was my my guess. Now I'm also wondering how many, <laughs> many members of the Culper Ring there are. They have the house surrounded with two of them. Now no. we know how, we know how capable 355 yeah. is. So they could surround with 525 on one side and Fran on the other side if they're both as heavily trained as, uh, as, uh, 355 is. Or is this the culpa ring building with, uh, 50 female agents who are all former members of the culpa ring all coming together? And now we're bringing 355 back in, uh, to add to that number. So, uh, those are all questions for, for season two. That, that's definitely the storyline they'll follow in season two. But I, I love that final line from Fran going, leave them in that room um to sweat basically until we know that she's coming in which is 355 is back on the way now they know that from the uh from the tracker turning green effectively so um so that's what we're going to see if we do get a season two we will see more of the couple ring and why they want jennifer they have sam they have um beth and they're gonna soon have uh the, our, our other four main protagonists i uh, present <laughs> uh dr van Yarick and uh, 355 in their grasp, all together in one place. So we—that's, I presume, the big story that we'd we'll see next season.
2: I, I assume so. Yeah. I, I one question I do have is: they look like on the CCTV there are other prisoners um, in the in the prison. Interesting. So I'm curious to see who they are.
0: Who else the culprit yeah would yeah, be really interesting to see who it is. Um, I just saw the three. Uh, our, yeah, three I didn't. Characters. I didn't uh, spot that at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll come back to that story in the future. But there's there's lots of other little bits and pieces out of this episode that, that I also want to pull out. And I suppose uh, one of those is that Yarek is finally standing up. Um, this is the the moment when he uh, when he's realised that his mother is dead. Um, we get a bit of three fifty five's backstory as to yeah, who she was, was and what what actually happened with her family that her grandmother had taken her out to a to a club at night which i love when she was 13 uh she was the greatest night of her life but she was taken away by her father everybody was angry in the car and then suddenly because of a drunk driver everybody's dead so it's her life changed in an immediate moment i love that the sharing of that to to yark the reason she's sharing it saying i know you think this is the end of your life this happened to me I thought that was the end of my life, but it's not. Look at me now kind of thing. So uh really like that. I like Yark standing up, realizing who he is. Uh, really important character arc for the character of Yark, yeah. given the kind of criticism that's been had by viewers of the show who've never read the comic books, the kind of criticism of who Yark has been throughout this. The most uh, unlikely candidate for for the last man on earth is someone like Yark somebody that you know is a bit of a loser is a scrub as we said last last episode um here he's realizing i am that i am useless i need you to train me and i will make sure that i will uh put in the work to be trained so i'm not someone to be protected that i can protect myself i love that moment of realization of who he is uh i think it's really a really important moment in the episode yeah definitely
2: i i was just amazed that they pulled this so forward and um, this is a late comic book arc piece um, and I think this is a—it's a unique way. It's a different take on what, the, on the, the 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 why this happens and what happens and how it happens. Um, so definitely, definitely interesting choice. And I I I'm here for it yeah, because it too. kind of sets it up. If we get a season two, it sets you up as the cadet, Yark, if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And it makes sense as well, you know. I, I guess there's only so much you can have. I guess a bumbling buffoon. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in, I don't in, know. In, in,
2: I've in, been I've been thirty four, thirty six years doing <laughs> it, and going strong. <laughs> but you, you know, I mean,
3: that doesn't that wouldn't necessarily play on a TV audience to some extent for this kind of uh Show. I. I. I mean. I'm just saying. I. Yeah. I, I think. I. I think I'm with the last it.
0: Man would also not be continuing. On that no. <laughs> see. See.
2: It's actually Sea Man, the Last Man. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah definitely wouldn't play Chris. No. At all. No. Uh, that no. would. That would be cancelled before it even started production. To be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think we did mention that. That's one of the things about the comic book. When it was originally written, it was about putting the uh the comic book type of readers in the place of York uh, whereas now we are changing that story and we are looking at a much wider audience to, to view It's the an show.
2: ensemble piece now. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um we really do need to talk about Sonia. Uh, no definitely in the sense of getting her comic book death, um, but in a quite a different way. Um because she gets to sleep with Yark beforehand um which gave her as a comic book reader gave her two possible options <laughs> there yes. is there is one character in the comic book that gets to sleep with uh gets to sleep with Yark and has a very different storyline um i absolutely love Sonya and how uh, how much she pushed Yarek to get him to admit that he only had one sexual partner and that sexual partner was Beth um that's something that comes as a bit of a revelation uh, later on in the comic books as well the fact that that Yarrick is so dedicated to finding his fiancee who lives in Australia in the comic books, remember um, is all played back to the fact that this was his first love and the woman that he thinks he's going to marry. He'd only ever had one lover beforehand and it was Beth effectively before this whole thing. So it does kind of play on the innocence of Yarrick and who he is because he's never had his heart broken. He's never lost anybody before. He's never, uh, he's never had, another serious girlfriend before death so that's why he's so dead set on finding her and that's his only reason for living is to find her and live out their life together that's why he's ignoring everybody around them so I love this conversation again brought quite far forward with Sonya pushing him, going, "Please don't tell me you're going to be one of those guys that's really that believes sex is serious," uh, and, and that's absolutely who Yorick is. Um, so I love that it's put, brought forward, but I love that they that they push it and and that there is uh, that they, they do have, eventually do have sex. Well, I love
3: the I love the line that she uses as well. You know, as she's probing Yorick on on sex and love. You know, you'll be. Uh, johnny apple is um and uh, the great seed um you know just this this, this notion of I, I guess ultimately what uh what kimberly thinks yorick will be in, in, in a sense but I, I just i thought it was really nice and I, I loved um i loved Sonya in this and i have to say r.i.p Sonya. Yeah. i'm gonna i'll miss Sonia because I actually thought at the surprise party, again, another great line there from Alison Mann, where she comes to tell Yorick and um, Agent 355 about the surprise party. And she says... um, I wanted to tell you so you didn't kill someone uh-huh. at the surprise party in this. <laughs> and you could imagine the the situation yep. where it's like surprise and then they're <coughs> all kind of sprayed with bullets that are kind of hidden among, you know, in, in, in the clothes of, of 355. Yeah. I like, love that line. 355 but does not like surprises. Yet. She really doesn't. But I I thought um, I thought Sonya was just great in this episode mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, probing yorick around you know what he thinks about sex and just the 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 little the little baits but you you know affectionate baits you know that she was doing to him but also then because she opens up as to actually what she did and i mentioned it before i thought i loved her explanation um of of time Uh, And maybe that's because I'm getting into uh, Wheel of Time soon. Maybe it's because we just did about what if uh, and and the concept of time there. But Mm. I just thought it was really, really, um, really nicely put. You know, we find out she's, she's killed someone and these dots on a line that, you know, going from one to the other, that around that bad moment... The before and after are also the worst things that you've ever done. That they're, they're, you know, that they're, they're implicated with who you are are on the timeline with this one moment. Yeah. Um, it's the time uh, before the bad thing yeah. and the time after the bad yeah. thing. And that's it, if you think about it. And, yeah. and she says, I'd like to think as time more like an ocean uh, that you can't pick one moment out because all the good and bad are mixed together. I.e., she is more than just the sum of that single moment that yeah. landed her in a court and then to prison she has had um you know a a, a full life of many different good bad indifferent experiences Absolutely. you know that is who she is and i i just thought this was i thought it was really good i, I was actually really pleased that they kind of got it together i thought it was a a, a nice thing for this relationship given how it's it's you know it's been the um over the course of their stay and um yeah so it was a real shame that yeah she got shot in the head yeah that was a good shot as well i was surprised that um one of the daughters of the amazon could do that from uh from on horseback
0: there were a couple of very good shots well that, that is that true and they were practicing
3: the we, you know that's true i keep yeah. forgetting that
0: roxanne had them in drills mm-hmm. all the time so actually now it makes more sense yes. yeah not ev- not everybody was a great shot but there were some great shots in there um yeah. but i must say it also from a directing standpoint and from a camera work standpoint the shot of sonia falling to the ground with a bullet to the a bullet to the head out of nowhere seemingly because we didn't see where it was coming from uh, i thought was fantastically done a real shocking moment uh for the episode yeah. but um as i say that is the comic book end of the character named sonia uh from from the books but she doesn't have the uh the sleeping with arc moment um that we get here I have to say there's also one of the great line that i love which is uh where sonia's being playful with Yark, you know, we we heard even throughout the episode, so many times Yark's being told, you know, this is a, this is the girl that you like, you know, three fifty five is going, we can't stay in the town because just because there's a pretty girl here, everybody knows it, but him it seems, and I love that Sonia calls it out, going, "I'm really gonna miss you," and what's the response in any like meat cute that's going on in any other TV show? It's usually, "I'm gonna miss you too," and then they kiss. No, with Yark, it, it's. I'm going to miss you guys too (laughs) to the whole town uh, as he's talking to the girl that's trying to chat him up. Uh, Fantastic. (laughs) But yes, really sad to see Sonia go a really good part of the series. Uh, This series. um, I've really enjoyed her in there. I think we have to talk about Kimberly. We certainly um, do. And her, her
3: dream to Damascus moment. um, (laughs) which Um, Which I, 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 I was thinking, I thought this was great actually. Um, because I mean, you know we have Yorick effectively having a very intimate sexual moment with Sonia, but then it's the face on Kimberly as she really gets into a rhythm uh, on on Yorick, and the determination uh, in this dream uh, and as I say, the road to damascus what I, what I really liked was just the immediate contrast um i broke up laughing for ages the that immediate contrast after coming off this really intense sexual dream um to waking up <laughs> with with the fly bothering her around the mouth and she's like <laughs> like that that kind of segue um, was really, really funny to me. Um, I don't know whether it meant anything, but I just thought that was a really kind of nice touch, because it was a real serious moment, uh-huh. but when she wakes up immediately after it, she's being bothered by a fly that she's trying to sort of, sort of bat away from a,
0: a, around her mouth. You know, now that scene makes so much more sense. I thought she was waking up basically throwing up or dry retching because she just dreamed of having sex with Yark. She's big bothered by a fly that makes so much sense especially because she says this is now the plan that she has Yeah, that everybody now has to get get Yark but me first is what it seems like uh she, her version of Yarick in her dreams is way different from real Yark in real life isn't it yeah. Uh, yep. He looks like he could be on the cover of a of a Barbara Cartland romantic uh, romantic novel, <laughs> uh, holding on to Kimberly. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a very different version of Yara than we've seen uh, for this entire series. Uh, but really interesting. That's her new plan. Is effectively, I've got a plan for all of us. A plan for the world. Uh, we need that man. Um,
1: yeah.
2: It's. I. I found it along the lines of. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> 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 it's just like. No, 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 no. Yarick is not the, the the savior of humanity. Mm-hmm. Come on, people. Uh, but I think that it is the 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 Church of Kimberley is being formed. Mm-hmm. But if there's
0: um, only one choice uh, left in the world, then she's going to take that choice. Is uh, is very much what she said. If there's only one man left um, that can provide yeah. what uh, Kimberly's looking for, then he's going to be the one that she will find. Um, so, yeah,
2: very interesting. I'm very scared for that baby, by the way, though. That, mm, that, that, that's, Christina's. Uh, Christina's. That is going to be an interesting, um, an interesting conversation. I agree, Chris.
0: Uh, I am very sad for poor old Christine to be stuck with, uh, with Kimberly. <laughs> um, <laughs> when she says her plan out to her, I presume, uh, Christina will want to be running very, very fast. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but it, it was, I just thought it was a really great little scene, to
0: be honest. Yeah. Um, mm.
3: and, and the aftermath of, of the, the dream, it, it was, it was really good
0: and one last thing to mention uh, about that scene i suppose uh, a great clip on amber tamblin's um twitter uh, go check it out of herself and the actress who plays christina uh, dancing to ace of bases all she wants is another baby uh, from from the 90s <laughs> uh, they were doing a great lip sync to it uh, and saying how much uh, that is what kimberly's plan is for why or her york <laughs> there you go. Any other points or any other notes uh, for the episode?
2: Just a quick note from me, which is actually just a follow up. The the social media presence of the the showrunners, the the actresses, yeah. everyone on the show, even before the, the show didn't get a season two, or before we got into the hiatus area or wherever we the, the, the limbo that we will be in for a while has been fantastic. Absolutely. It reminds yeah. me of the boys. It reminds me of all of them doing what they're joking around. Now, the boys had Amazon money and a lot of that stuff was Amazon PR and yeah. marketing. Yeah. This is very homegrown in the roots versions where you're getting Kimberly and Christine in character singing and this is a clip out yeah. from that they own their own personal instagrams
0: absolutely like I, I would say i'd go back to our first season of gotham covering that with the cast of gotham who were all working together on that show and all working really hard to promote that show to get that audience really engaged and it really feels like this cast on why the last man and the crew uh, and the, the writers and everybody behind the scenes all seem to love do, working on the show and want to uh, get a season two together just really so they can work together yeah. again it seems to have been a really good experience for all of them but you can tell the love that's there between all of them there's a great post-finale interview really or or a live session on Instagram actually led by Amber Tamblyn and Eliza Clark with Brian K. Vaughan and Pia Guerra talking about the adaptation of the comic into this show for this season and much Pia Guerra and, and Brian K. Vaughan had really appreciated what they'd done on the show. It was, it was really good fun to watch them live talk about it uh, together and that's been happening every week with different members of the cast, different people behind the scenes. So uh, so I, I, I wish more shows had that dedicated a, a, a group of people behind them because you get the occasional tweet going, my show's on tonight, uh, from other shows. You don't generally get all of the live tweeting and all of the uh the follow-ups and all the videos and instagram posts from uh from other casts so. and
3: equally you know they're in control of it you know it's, it seems like they're much more in control of it rather than the the marketing wing yeah. of yeah. whatever
0: absolutely i always I uh, always love the the ones from the big companies going um such and such an actor from our show is taking over our Instagram account. You're going, well, not really. Uh, your PR person is on Instagram impersonating the person that you're saying is on their Instagram account, or at least writing, the, writing them in a style that the PR uh, person wants to for your main account for that TV show. Uh, but this time, this is all their own personal accounts, and all seem to be having a lots and lots of fun with the uh, with with weather last man. So that's going to be something that will also be missing uh, from us for. Uh, Hopefully a very short amount of time until season two is confirmed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John, you have another note about the episode? I've just
3: got two more, uh, very quick. Um, I like just uh, Alison Mann coming back around... The the Sunderat uh with the two uh month life cycle, and soon we'll be losing whales and bunnies as well. So it's just mm-hmm. another kind of nod back to that first uh introduction of Allison in Boston at at the club. Yeah. and um, and also we have a moment um of, of dialogue from the comics as well, uh when Yorick is explaining his magic trick and he is talking about Elvis's
0: um lost twin brother Jesse. Do you know I swear it is from Brian K. Volans, why yeah. the last man that I heard that Elvis had a twin brother. That's where I did It's <laughs> the yeah. only place I ever yeah. heard that I'm sure that is uh, it, it's from the comic book. And I don't even know if it's true. I never googled it afterwards to check and see if it was true. I just went, Oh, it must be true. It's in the comic book. Uh, uh really good. And and also, yeah, that that discussion with Alison Mann that you mentioned where she talks about the Sundarat dying, that is also from the comic book where she's realised We're now no longer seeing certain species of of rodent, which are the quickest thing to identify uh, as being uh, as as reducing, I suppose, in society. So she's noticed that after about six months of this uh, of this world, and then real that's her moment when she realizes that it's not going to be them; it's going to be giraffes; it's going to be other creatures going very soon. So that is also taken directly from the comic books. Yeah, so nicely incorporated into the show. That I think has closed out our coverage. Pretty well of the finale of Why the Last Man for season one, we hope. So, gentlemen, what do you think of this episode of Why the Last Man, the finale of the Last Man? Chris, do you want to kick us off? What did you think of this episode?
2: Dog. Oh, in terms of this episode, I was very happy with how it ended, uh, with the, the journey from episode, minute one 2 minute 50 whatever we got in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, It was well paced well structured. There were parts that you go "Eh, we could have done here more there where I think they did enough to make me if I knew they were getting a season 2 I would have been so excited. It's kind of like oh great i know where they're gonna go with a few of these things and i can't wait to 2022 where in march we'll get xyz <laughs> now it is
0: this xyz last man. yes exactly
2: oh <laughs> my god that would have been so much better. oh my god that's actually the perfect the with this now it is i think just almost like it's like part one of season one is finished Okay. It was the ending enough that it was just the, the that it was kind of like, and they go off into the distance, mm-hmm. fade to black, and I'm like, ah, all right. So as a singular episode, I actually really enjoyed it. As a finale for season one, I enjoyed it. As a finale for season one, without knowing if there is definitely a season two, mm-hmm. I um it, my my excitement has diminished slightly. Just on the fact that it was a great story, it was great, encompassing, but I wish there had been more. Mm -hmm. I really do. I wish we had got a few more threads, we had got a bit more in it, because it's a world I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we may have only got what we got now lessens the, the, the overall impact, but very much so. As a singular finale, very much enjoyed
0: it. Excellent, Chris. Thanks for that, John. How about yourself? What did you think of the last episode of "Why the Last Man" on FX on Hulu, as I'm going to call it from now on?
3: I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'd give it four and a half. Uh, Johnny Apple Dreams, aka Yorick Dreams, um, out of five. Right. Um, <laughs> Kimberly-esque, I guess. Okay. You know, uh, Sonia-esque. Um, I just thought it was really just really really good um mm. i loved just this really gradual build to actually a, a a finale episode for this season that covered so much did it so well has a num you know kind of Popped in the Culper ring in, in a bigger way, had the death of Roxanne, the emergence and the reveal of Victoria mm-hmm. from the, you know, the the chrysalid of, of Nora. Uh, I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, I love I, I loved the sense of humor running through the show. Um and I, I saw that with Sonia and, and Yorick. You see it with Alison Mann and um, with her surprise party gag. All that is really good fun. It's it will be sad to see Sonia go uh, uh, from my side. Mm-hmm. It was lovely just getting that, you know, the, 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 the crazy um dream to Damascus moment from um from Kim, but again just done so well. Um and again, that that weirdly made me laugh as well uh, with the fly thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I absolutely love this episode. Really, really hope for a, a season two yeah. and give this four and a half uh, Yorick dreams out of five. Excellent. I'm dreaming of another season to
0: spend with Yorick. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, totally, uh, totally with you on that. I love, I love this. It's the end of the season. I think they tied the show up. Probably much better than I thought they were going to as they kind of uh, hit all of those threads out in up to episode five, episode six, you know, everything that was going on. I thought it was being set up for that really long-term storytelling. As we mentioned, the show was kind of written with five seasons as a, as a guide for where they wanted to, to go with the story. Um, and I think they tied things up quite well and ended off on a good point. And if you read the comic books or the collected version of the comic books, the first volume does that, does that as well. It kind of ends a storyline giving you a view to where it's going to go in the future but kind of lets you go right you've read a story of these characters do you want to know more then follow on with us for the next season kind of thing which i think this is what what has this finale has done very well it's ended a storyline it's led us to a point a divergence in the road as to where everybody could go in season two but it's not cliffhangery enough that if it doesn't get a second season You feel hard done by. I think they've ended the story quite well here uh, at the moment. But I will feel hard done by if they don't get a second season. I want a second season. Hashtag why lives on. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. We got a bit of feedback in from our wonderful fellow survivors. Uh, Starting off with an email to feedback at TV Podcast Industries.com from Christina from Black Girl Couch Reviews. She says, Hey guys, I just have one thing to say about last week's episode, and it's for Regina. In a hostage situation, shut the f up. Moving on <laughs> for this episode, it was an excellent finale. I was really surprised where all the characters ended up. Kimmy dreaming of Yarik sexing her was as uh, disturbing and gross. You knew that boy when he was a child, but now she thinks she's Eve and that's her Adam, and she <laughs> oh, means yeah. to have him. Uh, I just assumed Hero and Yarik would miss each other in the chaos, but alas, they reunite. But boy, the slippery slope Hero finds herself on these days hearing her mom is dead after the flashback seeing just how horribly selfish she called her. Methinks despite the hope of having her brother once again, he's essentially a marked man. She told Nora, but Nora's a keeper of secrets, I will give her that. To what game? Time will tell, but I called her killing Roxanne who acts like no one's leader. With Nora at the helm, I think the daughters of the Abazan are angry warriors that survive versus man-hating hunting heifers. This works much better in the show. The suppressed emotions of women in a world of male appeasement. This is a cause one can truly flock to, making them the same amount of threat. But to whom? When Yark said he only slept with Beth, Beth, I yelled at him to sleep with Sonya just for necessary experience. <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> you the Puritan like the comics because that's just not realistic, but I didn't think she'd get the Regina treatment. Lastly, the Culper Ring has Sam, Beth and Jennifer and is still active. Please, HBO Max, please give me the season two we all deserve because now that the government is in shambles and things will only go downhill from here, this is effectively the most experienced, organised group out there and I want to know what that means going forward. Can't wait for the podcast, Christine. Thanks so much, Christine, for your thoughts. Really good to hear from you.
3: Yeah, thank you, Christine. I am totally with you on um the 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 sonia and, and and yorick part, um he he just needed to to get a uh some experience mm-hmm. uh or, or under the belt and uh yes actually you've made as well something very uh a bit more a bit clearer for me in in terms of yes who will um see victoria now as that threat, mm. uh, given that certainly Victoria Nora is certainly not going to be going down the 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 the, the man hunting um, sort of route that Roxanne was doing it. But you're right; she has that information. She, in fact, she is a woman of information. That Absolutely. was her job. And, and Hero has has, um, has given her that really priceless piece of information. That's Whom is really important. And I can't wait to find that out um, with a season
0: two. Yeah, but it is really interesting, as Christina points out, this is Nora the secret keeper. Nora specifically told mm. Hero, don't give Roxanne your secrets because she's not worthy of them. Meaning I am worthy of those secrets. So I can't see uh, Nora crossing um, Hero and giving that piece of information away to anybody. But I do wonder who they're, who they would threaten in in season two, uh, if we see them in the future, uh, Christine, once again, thank you for your email. I want to say I was listening to your podcast throughout this season. Uh, Christine is the host of black girl couch reviews. I always want to shout out good podcasters. We've been podcasting for six years. And I think in that six years, I think I'm the only one of us that did a one-person podcast. Yes. And I did it for about 10 minutes, I think. And it was a very specific, very tight <laughs> 10 minutes. Uh And very difficult because I need to bounce off my fellow uh co-hosts. Um, Christine does a podcast, I think, three podcasts a week on black girl couch reviews reviewing tv shows some of varying length but is the only host on them well done for keeping the energy up and and really giving some great information about the about the shows that you cover it's really fun to hear so uh go check out black girl couch reviews uh, for their coverage for uh for all the shows they cover
3: yeah absolutely thank you christine we also got an email through from victor von doom greetings survivors well at least we won't have to listen to roxanne's gas anymore <laughs> Other than that, which is releasing in bubble form from the swimming pool, I guess, Victor. (laughs) Victor continues, I thought Agent 355 might put her down, but it seems that it was Nora, uh, Victoria's job to do that. As expected, the Amazon wannabes crumble in the Marisville engagement, Mm -hmm. and I love the Western-style horse dragging. That girl's going to have a serious case of road rash. (laughs)
0: There she is.
3: Yeah, certainly is. Indeed, they should thank Nora for, for surrendering. What direction will she lead them in, though, is the question. The inmates should have locked up the survivors and deprogrammed them. I like the inmates' taste in music, and I hope we we see more of them in the future. <laughs> yep. The culpring... Those dance parties were, were great. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Really good atmosphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't partied for 20 years and you're trying to celebrate a happy Friday party, a happy Saturday yeah. party, you know, you're definitely going to be well, a, a good at it.
3: Yeah, 18, 19 months, I guess, um, after old uh, Lockie lockdown. Uh, but we digress. Uh, Victor uh, continues with the Culpa Ring sneaked into town and left a tracker for Agent 355, captured Jennifer, Sam and Beth and, and are now bringing in 355, Yorick and Dr. Alison Mann. Was that 525 watching them? I thought she was done with the Culpa Ring. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looks like big plans are in motion. Agent 355's attempt to comfort Y was touching, and it's going to be a long wait for season two while the series finds a new home. Come on, HBO, Amazon, Netflix, SL, somebody step up and pick them up. Keep the faith, Survivors, Victor, Von Doom. Thanks, thanks, Victor, for uh, the email and and also not just this one, but all the emails you sent in over the course of this series. Really mm-hmm. good uh, to get your thoughts. Um, and it, it's interesting, as you mention it, I remember that she kind of seemed to be distancing herself from the culprit ring. Maybe there's a flashback there in terms of how five agent five two five. Is there uh, in um you know in in the observation room uh, looking at Jennifer, Sam, and Beth? But I always yeah. thought she said she was going to put a bullet through the handler. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I maybe Fran then is someone different. Maybe there's a lot of uh, assumptions here aren't from my part. But yeah, um, I, yeah, it's I, I interesting. She's it. still
0: there. Uh, yeah, I simply took at the five two five had lied to three fifty five. Once three fifty five had left, five two five followed her, and that's who's been watching them. Over yeah, the that of this,
3: that's probably that it end. as well. Yeah. So it would yeah. be
0: interesting that she didn't like step out when they crashed into a tree and help them out, though. So if she'd been following that whole time, uh, the the ladies from Marisville came out and helped um, helped uh, them after crash after three fifty five crashed into the tree. So if five two five or Fran was following them from Boston, they um, didn't even help them out in the car that, th-
3: Yeah, that's a good <laughs> one as well.
2: It can't be five two five because five two five is watching um is watching the president in the thing, but we just see Yarik is Yarik and three fifty five are on their way. So unless the thing is like right around the corner, like within spinning distance, uh it would probably I think there's another member, another agent of the Copa Ring is following right. three fifty five. That would've left I the go. actual
0: tracker there, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think they may have just picked up the trail when she went to see 525, is, is what I mean, in Boston. Oh, so, could be, yes. Uh, and then yes. maybe followed her from Boston, handed off to somebody else. That's a, that's a good point. And then went off to uh, to Washington to meet up with Fran. Yeah, so uh, we will learn more, I guess, next season.
3: Yeah, and uh, loving uh, the serious case of road rash uh, as an explanation <laughs> for yeah being dragged uh, along the road by a horse. Uh, thanks again, Victor. Uh, great to get your thoughts in.
2: We have a bit of feedback from Steve Brown back on the penultimate episode, episode nine. Steve, give us your life, Steve. Hey
1: guys, it's Steve, and this is for uh, Why the Last Man, episode nine. But I, I'm actually recording this before I'm going to watch it because I, I want to get this out before I forget. Thank you so much for last week's podcast about Kate. I was so confused until you explained, and I, I figured out the, or, the order of events with, that went on with Kate. So thank you for that. <laughs> the doc got 20 years for dealing fentanyl. She can still take care of a head injury, though. Oh, dang. 355 getting her groove on here. And Yorick trying to move up on her. I love how they just let Ampersand just run around in the background doing whatever he wants. So Nora and Hero are scouting out uh, locations for the women to attack. Wow. And that speech there by Misty Pyle. Ooh. We're going to take everything they got. a badass... With the baseball bat. Oh, this is going to be bad. So we've got a faction inside the Pentagon that wants to overthrow the president violently, or or at least, you know, actionably. And now we've got this, Beth and her group that are going to violently try to overthrow everything. Oh, that little smile by Kim there at the end. Was that all, was her indignation all just an act about her sons? And Oh, but good acting by Amber Tamlin. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out how the, the other women knew what happened to Hero, because she told Roxanne. Roxanne told them. Well, so much for Regina Oliver being president. Uh, I guess you guys gotta fall back on Jennifer Brown now. Uh-oh, York. Don't start asking questions that you don't want to really know the answer to. We don't know what happened to the people in this town. So killing uh, Regina didn't hold them off. It made them come harder, and now... I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, this is trouble for York and the the prison people because the daughters of the Amazon are coming for them. Hi, right, guys! Can't wait to hear you break this one down. Uh, talk to you next week. Thanks
0: so much, Steve, for your thoughts on that episode. I love hearing your live steves for each of the episodes. And unfortunately, it just came in uh, the day after we'd recorded our episode for episode nine. Um, so, really sorry that we didn't get that. We weren't able to put it in <laughs> to last week's episode, but. Um, It was a really good episode, though, wasn't it? I'm I'm really interested to hear your episode 10 thoughts now after uh, hearing this episode 9 feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm
3: glad we could be of uh, some help, I guess, in in, uh, explaining Kate uh, as well. So thanks, as always, Steve, uh, for your
0: feedback and your live, Steve. That's great. And I know you have your episode 10 uh, live, Steve, coming up in just a couple of minutes.
2: Yes, but first, before that, we have some feedback from Facebook from the one and only Dr. Bob Phillips, who had this to say on episode nine. It's definitely a penultimate episode: Accidental executions to escape a terrible, tricky storyline, the convergence of two, at least, of our th- story threads drawing near, and finally an explosion of a sexy time. This one cemented came for me. I wasn't quite sure if she was just playing for power, but she isn't. She has an unshakable reality-defying faith, and she will do anything to protect it.
0: Absolutely. That's Kimberly in a nutshell, isn't it?
2: Yep. Wait till you see Doc- episode 10, Dr. Bob.
0: hmm Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think about episode 10. Uh, yeah, the, the episode 9, you know, shocker of the execution of a president effectively <laughs> was very interesting uh and interesting to see that they've had their cake and eaten eaten it as well um if those who know the comic books um you know they've been able to get away with killing off regina oliver and also having the impact that a similar storyline had on the comics on our main characters which i uh, which i think was quite interesting too and a good choice thanks so much dr bob Yeah, thanks, uh, Dr. Bob. We will close out our feedback with the second voicemail from Steve Brown, his
1: uh, live steving for the finale of this season of Why the Last Man. Hello, TV Podcast Industries. This is Steve, and this is going to be for Why the Last Man, uh, season one, hopefully season one, not the finale, episode 10. Oh, we start with a flashback all the way to before the beginning. Bit of an interesting family dynamic going on there, yeah. (laughs) He likes me more than Yurik. (laughs) 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 Soccer moms. This is going to be an interesting fight between the daughters of the Amazon and the escaped prisoners. That's right. I almost forgot. Jennifer is with Beth, right? And they are on the run together. (laughs) Pushing the human limits of alcohol consumption. I have no comment on that. I guess now we see where the falling out happened between Hero and her mom. Wow. Oh wow, that's a really great camera angle Showing the reflection Almost looks like they're on a TV screen This conversation between Yorick and uh, I don't remember her name (laughs) So Kim just had a sex dream about Yorick And Kim has figured out the Yorick uh, Johnny Apple I I don't want to say it because of your podcast uh, level Oh, here we go (laughs) The Daughters of the Amazon versus the Prison Women 355 Oh, my God. The reunion between Yorick and Hiro. Hiro. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, I can't believe it. Okay, I'm, I'm blurry on the timeline here because I'm, I'm only watching it once. Did they surrender and then they just let Nora go off into a room by herself so she can have her freak out? And now she meets Hero. Oh, okay. So when they surrender, they just let them leave and go back to this YMCA or whatever this pool is. So Sam, Beth, and the president are being held by somebody. Oh, the Culpa Ring. That's the girl. Isn't it the girl that 355 met and kind of fought with? Yeah. Well, we knew it wasn't going to end on a resolution. Hopefully, we get a second season. Talk to you later.
2: Thanks so much, Steve. Yes, thank you so much, Steve. And it was a resolution-ish, (laughs) kind (laughs) of.
0: Resolution to some of our stories. Uh, Yes. Yes,
3: exactly. yeah, Yeah. Thank you, Steve, uh, for the, the voicemail. Really uh, good to get your immediate reactions to mm-hmm. what was going on. And I, I think uh, the oh, oh, was probably when Sonia got a bullet to the head. I
0: think it I, might I have been. I think it yes. might have been. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much to everybody who's been sending us their thoughts throughout the season. We've mentioned uh, many times how, how wonderful we think it is that you're sending your thoughts to us. There's loads of podcasts covering the show. We know uh, taking the time out to write in feedback to us is always difficult but if you have any thoughts on anything to do with why the last man anything to do with the season or any thoughts about this episode you can always email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com that's always open Uh, if you want to share any thoughts about each of the episodes you can also go over to our facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tv podcast industries there are spoilers posts for each episode of the show so no matter what way you're watching it you can share your thoughts there or you can come over to us on twitter at TV Pod Industries over there, and you can uh, talk to us over there. Why not? We always love hearing your thoughts in any way that you like to share them with
2: us. Yes, we do.
0: Yes, we do indeed, because there will be
3: hopefully loads of thoughts uh, streaming their way towards uh, myself, Derek, and Chris, uh, because we will be coming back uh, with. Two movies in Shang-Chi and Eternals from Marvel. Mm -hmm. uh, As well as then on November the 19th, we will be starting our coverage um, of Wheel of Time. Yes, Chris's favorite book. And then on to Hawkeye, Marvel Studios Hawkeye from November 24th. So Mm. it is... Gonna be busy, busy, busy with the lead up till to Christmas, uh, and it won't just be the Christmas shopping. We'll well, be doing absolutely, well.
0: just to show how busy it's going to be to our wonderful fellow survivors who joined us for the show and our fellow defenders who join us for the Marvel shows. The Wheel of Time is uh, being released as three episodes are being released in one day on November nineteenth, and then the following week, I think it's just five days later, November twenty fourth, we're getting the first two episodes of the Hawkeye six episode season. So yep. we're gonna have five brand new episodes. <laughs> coming out to watch anyway uh, in a five-day period so we will see how we'll cover them uh, we usually do one episode at a time um one episode of the podcast for one episode of the show but that's quite a lot uh coming out at one at one time so uh we may have to double up uh, a yes. little bit on maybe wheel of time or hawkeye uh to kind of fit in uh, around you know the jobs that we have yeah. <laughs> and the recording time we-, we have available
2: and then just think these shows go into december mm-hmm. where in december You also have Spider-Man. You also have Witcher Season 2. And that's just what we know. The others (laughs) could just drop. There's there's rumors that they're going to drop some additional things and shows. And, oh, God, it is going to be busy.
0: Well, if they do, Chris, we're not covering them. We've already committed to Spider-Man, Wheel of Time, and Hawkeye is all the things we've committed to do episode-by-episode coverage of. Witcher we may do the same as we did last year two episodes covering the entire season after uh, the end of December because it's coming out very close to a holiday period for all of us and we may not have time to record that as well as everything else that we're covering but we will cover Witcher in some way shape or form. But we're not covering anything else that's coming out in December. We don't have time. (laughs) We certainly don't. But we do love covering the shows that we cover. And what we love even more are our fellow defenders, fellow survivors, and our wonderful podcast listeners. uh, Keep staying with us for our future shows.
2: Yes. Tell us what you loved. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us everything in between. Tell us what you're looking forward to over the next two months. And why is it us talking about the Wheel of Time and Hawkeye? Because you know we love those shows. So we're going to give you tasty morsels. Make sure you join us for these.
3: Yeah, thanks so much, fellow survivors, for joining us and getting involved in the discussion. Remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep surviving.
0: Bye. Yes, thanks so much for joining us throughout this season of Why the Last Man. As a special treat for the final episode, as promised earlier on this season, here's the full track of Tumbleweeds by Ketsa that we've uh, been using a little snippet of for the podcast throughout this season. I think you'll uh, agree this is perfect for Why the Last Man. We'll hopefully talk to you for Why Season 2.
2: have to go home, but you can't stay here.